0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster, Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folklore origins to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined today by Leonard. How are
1: you doing, Leonard? I'm tired, Dave, and I've got a knot under my right scapula, but other than that, I am fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a long week. <laughs> it's, it's been a week, I was going to say.
0: It's... It's Friday and late. Uh, Cameron was also uh, slated to be here. Um, he has unfortunately lost power for an indeterminate amount of time, which in thankfully it's winter, I think. Um, <laughs> early morning Australia, so it's not terribly hot. It's only maybe 80 degrees. Uh, right. So uh, let's all uh, send a, a prayer that Cameron's power goes back on um, in a reasonable amount of time, and it will be back on this someone everyone to this, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, this episode, we are going back into the world of, of literature. Uh, we, every now and then, um, take a look at an anthology or a series of um, tales by a particular author, uh, that has been in the past the the purview of Leonard and myself uh, that accidentally happened to occur again. We will be doing uh, a second part of this uh, to allow for Cameron to also be on the episode because these are some interesting stories and I think it benefits for all three uh, of us on to talk about them. So Absolutely. what we will be, yeah, what we will be looking at today is a very, very recent um, anthology. Uh, this was published in uh, last week, uh, April nineteenth, twenty twenty two. It is published by Apocalypse Party, and it is an anthology entitled Convulsive, written by Joe uh Koch we're going to go with, and Joe, I, we're sorry if we butchered your last name. Um, let us know the correct pronunciation of that. Uh, this book is, it, it, the anthology itself is a collection of, um, I believe, Joe's previously uh, published and or just authored uh, short stories, so it's more of a compilation, I guess, than an anthology. I don't know where to draw the line on those two, um, but Joe has in the past put out several other uh, similar uh, titles. One being, um, I think it's a wingspan of severed hands, which was the first book that um, I had encountered <coughs> by Joe, and this one is a a fantastically visceral and. Sublime, in, in parts, a um, uh, series of tales, and they are also very surreal, and that's where the fun kicks in, I guess, is how we're going to take a look at it. So, Leonard, uh, this is, I believe, your first um, series of tales by,
1: by this author. What, what What was your initial impression? Um... It was um, well uh, first story is is admittedly a bit difficult to parse. Um, it's uh, layered in a lot of metaphor and uh, uh, you know implication um, which is um, has always been really difficult uh, when uh, it's it's uh, in text for me uh, I am. Uh, first and foremost an auditory uh learner uh, so uh I tend to grab this is uh, and this is no fault of the book because it's 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 brand new um so you know i always i typically prefer uh audio book versions of things because somehow i'm able to put pick up uh that implication and everything uh earlier uh, quicker <laughs> i should say uh than than when reading and but I uh I found them uh these stories really uh well written, um fascinating in the kind of like there's a there's a distinct feeling of of twenty first century ennui uh to a lot of them, um and at least the ones that I've read so far. Um and it, it it feels real yet also invites like this horror and these supernatural themes and elements. Um and it doesn't feel out of place in my opinion and um uh, I have, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed um <clears throat> I have thoroughly appreciated. I haven't enjoyed all of them and that's due to how well they are written and just in general, being subject matter that I, I don't um, <laughs> particularly care for <laughs> to have, you know to have rattling around in the old brain pan, um, but that's not to say that any of this is bad. It is it is unbelievably good and really effective to the point where I'm like, yeah, I see the craft and I understand um, exactly like the point of eliciting the emotions that that are being elicited <laughs> but uh it, it it makes me feel like icky afterwards and i'm like yeah that's i'm really glad that i read that i don't think i ever want to read that again which typically happens uh a lot less frequently than than uh well, with, being, with me being a co-host of the show
0: Yeah, those are those are fair points, and I can second uh, the the craft, the craftsmanship, having gone into these these particular tales is uh, fantastic. The Mm -hmm. wordsmithing is at a zenith, yes, apex. Like this is this is. Very on point. It uh, the turns of phrase and the painterly way. That it, it it's 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 very vivid, uh, and I think that these are these aren't not that there's something that I would have wanted to also see in um, like a visual format uh <clears throat> because I don't think that they would translate simply because they're sort of dreamlike. <clears throat> uh the there's few directors and that can pull off that and because uh several details are, are so brief, um they they don't uh they don't overstay their welcome. Um but they because of the subject matter they're like kind of a one two punch and it's like perfectly suited to this medium. <coughs> I don't even know that listening to these in an audio version, uh, it would have to be a very talented um, voice actor to, to yes. like put into words uh, the feelings that are kind of on the page. And. That having said that, I I mean just the nature of my job and how busy I am, sitting down to read is a luxury. Like I I don't often have the time to do that. um, As much (laughs) as I quite enjoy um, reading a good book, Um, oftentimes, at least more and more lately, uh, my work day, or at least the early work day, is filled with. I'll I'll listen to a book. And so having spent hours in that kind of, you know, processing um, books through that medium, uh, it's, it's a different experience going back to like really looking at a page again. And I think that there's something to be said for that. Uh, I will also say that I'm, I'm, reading these uh, digitally, like digital copies. And I think that this book is something that you might want to hold in your hands. I think you can get more of a connect with actual paper. Um, And usually I reserve that for uh, like research books or things that I'm going to like be referring to repeatedly rather than like a one-off. Right. I think one exception may be um, uh, some of the gaudy works I, I do want physical copies because I, I return to those again and again. And it <laughs> seems it's not the same in digital format. Uh, this, I think, is... Uh, it's no less of a thing uh, digitally. Uh, I, I would have preferred to also have it narrated simply because for time allowance, I, I think I would have been able to get to it a little more thoroughly if I could listen to it and then kind of go back to read them, um, to, to, to parse things a little better or to, uh, instead of take notes. Um, so yeah, all of the, like, none of that's complaints. Those are all just no. saying that, uh go go out there and get your hands on the book <laughs> so you can uh, better i think appreciate um what
1: Joe has uh, created Right, and you know if you you don't mind if you don't need that analog aspect in your life uh then definitely uh pick it up on um, Amazon yeah
0: and so uh, and uh, this box. is there's
2: It's roughly fifteen uh fifteen
0: tales where we won't be covering all of them. Uh I, we don't have space to do that. I, I think um it's also it, it's doing this a service as a collection anthology to like kind of we've selected a few tales that we found to be uh poignant. Um for one reason or other, and we'll be, we'll get to those. Uh, the, as, as we mentioned, Cameron would have also been here. So ideally we would have been covering six tales today and then kind of calling it a day that, that didn't um, uh, pan out. So we will be sticking to part of the plan and uh, covering four stories this time. And uh, probably four more, uh, or not four more, but, uh, maybe three uh, for for us, a round two um, discussion. So today we'll be taking a look at uh, in in accidental order. We'll be looking at uh, the first tale in the book, Good Paper. The second tale, Offerings. The fifth tale, Rust Belt Rescuescat. And the sixth tale, The Anatomical Christ. Yes, those will be the the four were. Taking a look at this time. And yes. then aha surprise. We'll, well you'll you'll find out when we do uh for what we'll be picking uh, on the, the second episode. to <laughs> take a look at these. So that's our yeah. our little overview slash plan. We'll um we'll dig right in and uh and kick things off with,
1: uh, what we thought about, um, good paper. Yes, good paper. This one is mine. Uh, and, um, <laughs> uh, as the first, uh, like I said, as the, the first story in this collection, uh, it was difficult to p- for me to parse, uh, upon first read, uh, it was, um, Seem to be the story of a now a young, uh, young possibly homeless man who uh, carries around a, um, a uh, what seems to be an exquisite Bible um, and reflects on uh, moments from his childhood uh, as he kind of navigates the world uh, around him. Into uh, a disaster, a, a essentially a, a, car, a car accident, a pedestrian car accident. That was what I got from it. I, I read it a couple more times, and uh, I was un, really unable. Uh, and this is, I think, this is where my my personal preference for for audio format comes in because. Um, Once again, well written, uh, but just in uh, there, very dense uh, and just difficult for me to parse in general. Uh, uh, (laughs) Dave, what do you? uh, What are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, so this is the first story in the collection, and it's it's the thing that um, put the the. To be in my bonnet to uh, to want to discuss these because, as you mentioned, it's it's um it's maybe not it's dense, but I'd say it's more obtuse uh, because there is a lot of um, symbology and sitting in the driver's seat or I guess the passenger seat of Uh, of an individual that has a personal grip on reality. I don't want to say that they've lost their grip. That feels too, like a bridge too far. Um, They're in a very specific headspace. They're a, a, a troubled individual that has had a history of mental abuse, and maybe physical needs at the hands of their mother. Yes. Uh, and there's, a, I would say the, the closest thing I could think of uh, media-wise is this feels like the relationship between Carrie and her mother in the book Carrie. Ah, yes. There, there's, there's a, 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 a staunch religious overtone um, to that. That's something that's going to pop up um, specifically throughout this entire collection uh, is, is themes of trauma of religion, of personal experience. And um, none of it is, it's, as I mentioned, it's very visceral. None of it's shied away from this story. Uh, I, I also had to read this like probably three times I under i i understood it the first time as much as I was going to, and then the subsequent readings were just to kind of like reaffirm my understanding of it, like what what was happening. I didn't get it wrong, I guess, the first time. If that's mm-hmm. what, like if that makes sense, like I my understanding of it, I only like reinforced as I read each time. So, uh, our, our nar our, it's a reliable narrator, but it's a unreliable situation because we're, yes. we're put, we're put in the shoes of, um, some of this reality is, is,
1: uh, skewed from our own. Yeah. it, it, it I, I would say that it's, 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 um. Not to be uh, reductive, uh, but almost like a a reality that has been adjusted via, like, uh, uh, augmented reality glasses. Uh, And that's not to say that that's involved in the story, but, like, the overlays of, like, one's personal delusion on top of our everyday reality and shifting between those two perceptions of, of the same thing.
3: Yeah,
0: it's because the, the reader is being put directly in the shoes of um, this particular narrator. I guess it's not only the narrator, it's just the, the point of view, um, is what makes makes this uh, harder to parse, like, on, on an immediate reading. Uh, and it is the perfect example of uh, Joe's ability to take turns of phrases and then shift and kind of play with meanings and symbology to to get something different than what you're expecting. Like, it, it's, it's not a... The things that are happening literally uh are coded in figurative um pilots. Okay. So the the large example, I guess the big example is there's there's a our our our, our, our character is um a, a transient probably like homeless um under a I think they're un, un, under an overpass, or they're at a highway,
1: like off ramp. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, like,
1: I was just going to say, yeah that that sounds like it. Uh, 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 earlier, it seemed like they were possibly traveling, um, only because of uh, the mention of a sunspot. So maybe, like part of their daily routine, like a day in the life, is what I, I got out of it.
2: Yeah, I don't
0: I don't think that they're gone anywhere. Like the the um the the, narr- the narrative is they're in a spot and they've rooted themselves to like an underpass as you Okay. See. And right. the the story is unfolding in as a memory in like flashback. Like we're getting what happened to them before uh, being overlaid with what's happening in the present and they're at they're, there is a uh, a car accident and I think that a I want to say that a pedestrian's hit by a car it's vague uh, because they're um, they're they're afraid of being accosted by these hawkers that are like giving out pamphlets. And I think that a car hits one of the hawkers and decapitates them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so or 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 it's definitely killed a person and that body or the head is in the lap of uh uh where is the protagonist. Yes. And they're they they have their own reality I guess if you're looking at like trauma and coping with trauma, they've put a past thing into the present to to uh make it better like their right. ilu- their, no, their illuminated Bible that they don't have mm-hmm. anymore um has now been replaced by this body. Yeah. Like, they're superimposing the memory of that Bible that they took solace in um, and are treating that body as
1: this illuminated holy scripture. Yeah. Uh, And having read, like, the last two paragraphs, again, I, I don't know how I missed it. I think I... I, for whatever reason, uh, well, I know exactly how I missed it. Um, because, uh, uh, because it, it it confused me. (laughs) Um, but yes, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And,
0: There's um It's uh so we'll we'll endeavor to not pull too many quotes. Um here's here's one uh toward the end of his tale. Uh, good paper, heavy cardstock, as free rag, clean and unfoxed is what Warian wants a book. Worth holding. More weight than words. The picture Bible is lost. Stolen from some squat house or park bench. Where Ian, unwilling, surrendered sanctity for survival. Forced to read... Uh, well, he goes on to um, uh, discuss the, the past part where, uh, where Ian had to um, uh, recite that Bible to, uh, to their mother. Uh, but that book that we're in is discussing is is now been supplanted by the the body that that they found because the there's like police cars at the scene of the accident and it's just it's 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 vague enough at events but using the scenery um as a series of uh it's reducing everything to like sights and sounds mm. like instead of saying there's a police car or there's bystanders there's just like uh red and blue lights colored the uh, etc like it it's it's making it more visual and more dreamlike and Playing with that because without being literal, you can kind of mold the scene a little bit more. It's more, it's been made more malleable. <clears throat> and that, and that is, it's used to great effect because, uh, as a reader, you, you, you don't, um, you don't pick everything up, uh, on the first go. Like th- this is allowing you, and this particular story, it's very short. It's so only a few pages long. Uh, it gives you the space to kind of recontextualize the events yourself, uh, and re and kind of revisit them and sort of put this picture. Uh, it's, it, it's like looking at a magic eye picture where you, you see something there. Um, but you have to, like, shift your perspective a little bit, uh, to, to get at what the picture actually is holding. Right. Is my best analogy of this thing that's kind of an analogy.
2: Right. (laughs) For,
0: for post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, this was... (laughs) analogy
1: and metaphor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh... This is, pro- this is strange because this is the more... Ex- it's not the most accessible, but it's it's more accessible than later stories in the collection. Yes. Which is strange because the later ones are not written in this sort of obtuse way. They're more straightforward, but because the words are played around with a lot more, um, the meaning is harder to parse. Whereas this, you, you can, you know what's happening, but because the, um, the main character is framing everything in a way that is um, already subverting, like the actual events, it's, it's, Harder to tell because you have an unre- unreliable narrator or point of view
1: so, what what is this like a second person story <laughs> i i mean it's it's just
0: narrating something happening to someone what? i keep saying narrator that's wherein isn't the narrator they're wearing being narrated. yeah the, the 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 story is just being told yeah they they're they are just the the
1: sole character, because there's no other interaction. Right. Warren is not addressing us specific. Man,
2: that maybe, maybe second person
1: events as stated at, but like once again, not narrator. Events stated as as they, but it's from uh, Warren's perspective. It, it's it. Yeah, once you're, again, you're, it, 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 you're being it's, put
0: in Warren's shoes. As best you're able to. Like, it's a very personal feeling. If you're listening to someone tell you something and their experiences are very personal and private and not um, easily accessible, like they're not directly relatable, this okay. is like that. Yes. It's like if someone's explaining a dream to you, and you can you can understand what they're saying, but you can't always sympathize with like the events of it because you you're not experiencing that. But right. this is the closest you can probably get to that kind of experience in a, in like a written segment.
1: If mm. That makes sense, right? they they're. they're... Their pure perception without, uh, including like the, the, this, uh, this overlay that I, I mentioned earlier. Yeah. How yeah, they perceive yeah. reality. So once again, yeah, once again, the, uh, unreliable narrator doesn't, doesn't exist in this because we, it, it is just a perspective. It is, it is Warren's perspective translated into words for us.
0: Yeah, it's almost, um, you know what this this reminds me of, uh, and, and, yeah, they they become all the rage, that sounds so weird. Um, the AI paintings. Oh, yeah. Where, where it's collages of recognizable things made into a recognizable thing, but it's
1: off. It's wrong. <laughs> let's let's just let's just and specifically for the AI paintings. Let's just say that yeah, it's a it's a yeah a collage of things that you know, transmogrified into a computer's approximation of another thing that you know, and it's always mostly deeply unpleasant. <laughs>
0: yes, that that's what this feels like. It's not what it is, but that's the closest yeah. thing. It's basically, it's like, getting, it's trying to get someone to... Uh, I don't think you're meant to empathize, but you're viewing
1: something through that lens, uh, and you don't get a choice about it. Yeah. It's asking you to perceive... It's asking you to, to willingly perceive these events, the way that this specific character perceives them. Yeah.
0: And, it, and it's dealing with the, um, the the ending of the Samson and Delilah um, story. Yes. But I don't feel that that has as much bearing on, like, the, cause the events are so short.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: um other than uh wherein finding it's very strict it's finding and taking strength in the final hours of Samson, like in the moment that Samson's doing his great feat, even though he's been shorn of his strength, like, like right. spending spending the last of his strength to do a thing uh is what this person has like grabbed onto and it's it's what's what's keeping them going despite yes. all of the hardships in their life so they're they're taking solace in a thing t- to the extent that it's like it, that it's
2: excising reality in favor of this solace. So it's a,
0: again, it's a short, very short um, story, but there's a lot that you can kind of unpack out of it, and it requires multiple reading sessions. Um, but that yeah. this sets the tone for like
1: what you'll be getting into <laughs> with right. the rest of the collection. And and I also want to say that once again, because uh because it, it 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 requires rereads, it's it's brief length it lends to that exceptionally well. I think I count it at least the way that I'm viewing it, because it's gotta be different for everybody at least, but at least for me, it's like three pages. Yeah, it depends on how,
0: once you've also set your, um, I don't know what the book page count is, because we read this digitally, and so my, I just may have set my text to size. A- anyway, um, yeah, so that, that set the stage for everything coming after uh, of the ones we picked, this is probably this one, even though it's short, was maybe the least accessible.
1: Yeah, 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 compared to the uh, two of the other ones. Yeah, uh, well, no, the other the, the three, like, yeah, it's it's they're uh, they're pretty, uh, yeah, they're not they're they're not, um, dense. As as dense as as this one, no.
0: So uh, we'll we'll take a look at offerings, which is the, the second story that we run into. Uh, I i i, I, I can't, It's very weird. I liked what this story ended up being. Mm-hmm. <coughs> But I liked the brevity of good pages more. And that's probably just a personal experience. That's just my take on it. I I liked the story. It's weird because I don't want it to be shorter. It's not long. Uh, Right. And it gets to the point pretty quickly. I don't know. I I liked the short, bizarro format of... um, Good pages, and I was thinking no, that yeah. maybe the rest would be like kind of like those bite size, uh, just sort of gotcha like what <laughs> uh, tales, and um, they 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 vary quite a bit in, in length for the rest of the um, anthology or yes, yeah collection. So
1: um, uh, I I I like I liked uh, that it was. Um, uh, longer, <laughs> I did like that. That uh, after after uh, good uh, good pages, good paper,
0: good good yeah, good
2: good paper, good paper,
1: good paper. Um, I don't know. But, uh, um, I really, I was like, ah, this is, uh, you know, it's it's like. It's that dopamine rush of, like, horror stuff that I, I like, um, that, that doesn't require a lot of, like, there's, there are, uh, you know, tangents to be, to be, uh, thought about that are presented, but it, it is, it, it is a beginning to end, like, little horror fest, and I was, you know, just, um, glad that I, I wasn't going to have to deal with uh, uh, have all of these stories being as dense as the first, so it was a, it was an odd bit of relief uh, for me when when I got to this one.
0: Yeah, and I think also, uh, well, I would I would say that this uh, offerings is. Uh, a little bit more in our wheelhouse in terms of of things we've covered in the past, this yes. one uh has a bit more f- a flavor of of cosmic horror and feels it feels at home in the world of like Halloween Three,
2: yes, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah,
1: that, that, that is, that is a, a proper assessment of how this feels. Um, uh, I, I, um, I, I would, except for, uh, uh, at least in this one, um, um, villainous people get their comeuppance, <laughs> so. Uh,
0: yeah, I was, I was very pleased with that. That bit of
1: turnaround, yes. Um, because uh, I mean, should do you want to give a brief summary? Because this one is a, yeah,
0: a so easier summary. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a small summary of this one. Uh, this story is about um, a, a a woman who has moved to a small suburb town. And she's been there for, I think, I think it's a few years or months. There's some length of time. Been there for a while. And, uh, has, there, there's a, a, a woman, another, another different woman that, uh, is kind of seen around the town and is always, um, escorting a a, a castle of children of a a brood as um as the the story uh, mentions and our our our, we do have a protagonist in this one Blaine uh has generally kind of just like doesn't bother with much of the the neighbors or the neighborhood really um Mm -hmm. uh and and Decide takes it upon herself to um, say hi to the the lady that she. It's the the woman isn't a transient or a bag lady, but uh, could kind be of present another. Her, yeah, it's like she herself could be in another circumstances. Like like her her personal circumstances are such that. She's not far removed from that situation, right? At least, like uh, socially.
1: So, blame. I did want to mention yeah, just Blaine. one thing that I, I I I like, which is the her, the impetus to approach uh, this woman Amelia. I believe, yeah. Uh, uh is um uh, the uh, guilt over having um grown up in a neighborhood where it was best practice to ignore transients and 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 homeless people uh, as as a child and that that guilt of of you know raising herself out of it and and moving to this this Norman Rockwell I believe is how it's presented suburb. Um, yeah. This, it's the, all pit, pit fences and, and the like. So
0: right. yeah, that, that's, that's the, the rust of it is that framing of the, the social hierarchy and, uh, what happens to people, uh, regardless of their previous standing, like once they've been labeled, uh, derelict uh they're like cast out of society. Like they're, they're not allowed to be people anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh Blaine is trying to correct that um notion. Yeah uh, in herself kind of going, Well every, you know every everyone is everyone is also people and should be treated uh humanely like, given given the same accords as you would um, anybody else so right. she she makes that effort and uh, finds herself in a a spiraling situation of uh, regrets um, on that choice uh, culminating in uh, a sort of
2: unmasking
0: of the, the Rockwell, the Rockwellian, um, painting life that she's herself in. Yeah, it's a, it's a facade. The, 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 the town itself is, um, it's a reversal. So the, the picturesque thing, uh, that you find, um, uh, is the facade. It's, it's a mask and the (coughs) that you would normally just overlook or pretend don't exist. uh, Their situation, you you, you have to consider the situation. Like usually it's not being considered. It's just dismissed. Uh, So she finds herself put into that sort of situation. Uh, uh, with with no regard like people are um, no longer regarding her uh, they're, they're taking away her agency. Yes. As has been done to Amelia. Like she's just ignored to the point of like derision. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blaine finds herself in that 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 situation uh, through through the fault of the town yes but also of her own guilty conscience yes like it's a it's a it's not I want to say it's a two-way street that's not uh, what I (laughs) the right phrase um uh, she's complicit in her own situation uh but but her own bias yeah yeah her, her 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 biases uh put her in a bad spot like she's right. acknowledging them but she didn't uh she's not able to to resolve them yes uh but She reclaims her own agency sort of uh, by the end of the the story. It's more like an accepting of a bad situation and uh, doing what you can uh, at your utmost to um, well, she's not fixing anything.
2: uh, But she's resolving it.
0: She's resolving. And she's making it so that it won't um, happen again to others. Exactly is the important, like,
2: the, the big takeaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's good. I yeah, like, this I, this, I, this... Once again, I,
1: <laughs> I like. I said I was I was really terrified. I was like, oh man, I have to uh, like I've got a lot going on, and you know. But I, I too have limited time, and I'm just like I just can't have them all be this dense. Like if, if they're like if it's too much, it's too much for me. So this was uh, a, a really delightful and once again equally well written. Uh, yeah, that's that's the green. one.
0: <laughs> the other through line um, is that uh, Joe is a a fantastic writer and uh we can't that that's not conveyable other than like through right praise like we can, we can praise the the writing all we like or uh you or have just to read, read it, it ourselves to, but yeah, you have to read it to like truly understand like the the twists and turns and the subtle little shifts um there's uh she uses this sort of um this is a very specific cadence and like a staccato rhythm that hammers small points home uh, and mm-hmm. then switches it up by using a lot of like v- really vivid weird <coughs> imagery taking the world like twisting the surroundings to to evoke a specific response and uh a large response of almost all of these stories pretty much across the board is um uh, unco- an uncomfortable revulsion. Like, it's yeah. like a, a bad feeling, but not because, it's like, not because of the situations. It's just because it's like, uh there's a lot of um empathy that you can feel through these for the characters yeah like you 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 you're, you're put into if not their shoes into their headspace like very smoothly it's a very smooth transition and you get what they're going through uh even if you don't agree like they're not always you know, no one's really likable, like everyone's flawed, so they're more human. Uh, mm-hmm. and you, you don't have to, like, agree with their point of view, but
1: you can understand it, and that's always really important. Right. Yeah. Uh, especially Blaine. Especially Blaine, yeah.
0: I, um, I, I didn't find myself in a position to where I'm going, yes, I would have done that thing. Um but I can see why Blaine did that thing. Right. Uh and you then you can you can definitely feel a um sort of like a I guess a kinship going. I see where the situation's going, I see how it's going bad real fast, and um like it, it, it couldn't have gone any other way. Not not with yeah. like the, the nature of the town, right? Anyway.
1: Uh, or and 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 this character specifically.
0: Yeah, yeah. She she tries to do a good sociable thing. Yeah. She she invites Amelia and her her brood to a uh, like Halloween party. Uh, they right. show up after the, the party's kind of wound down and it's just, Blame just lives on her own. Um, and Amelia comes with her three daughters in tow. We find out that, uh, they're, they're not in fact, um, Amelia's children and they're the part one of the spookiness, uh, they're in the where, where the where the Halloween three uh, analogy yeah, yeah. comes in is <laughs> they are in um, their little Halloween costumes are um, uh, repulsive and they they're not that they look handmade but Blaine gets a weird feeling from them. One has like a each of them has just wearing a mask, uh, right. And one has a bird head, one has a weird squirmy horn head, uh, and the other is like a little devil, which has another little devil, like, has a nose, torso, uh, in place of its nose. That's, yep. that's ambulatory. It's like when, when they're, when all the, the, so Blaine had had some spiked punch of her own, like she made an adult beverage, uh, and you can kind of excuse, like, her perception of what's going on just because she's, she's tired, she had a, a, two drinks, and she's describing these costumes that are, like, moving, and you're going, but that's, uh, where is this at? This technology doesn't exist. to Like have things that look like that 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 Amelia could afford, for right. anyone could ever right. afford. Right,
1: unless you were making a
0: movie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I she she uh, she comments on the craftsmanship and quality of it. So I, you know, she's not. That tipsy, uh, it's it it is it's a, it's a very weird sequence, but it also feels like there's so much going on at once, uh, because the, 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 the it's these wild children, wild. right? These children are like actual like humanoid versions of the Tasmanian devil. They're they're just they just cause bedlam and unrest everywhere they go, like instantly so it's it's understandable like in like the flurry of them how how she could have missed the fact that the no these these poor children do not have weta workshop (laughs) quality (laughs) masks on and only masks
0: yeah and i think some of that it's it's communicated in the writing, uh, and you're trying <laughs> to put yourselves in Blaine's shoes. And I think it's because the kids are they're rambunctious and moving around. When kids are moving, it's quick, and you don't you can't like they're not standing still for her to like. Oh, let me look at your little cute costume, and you know they're they're zooming, um, yeah and they're tornadoing around her house. Uh and it it it, uh, it it transpires that um uh Amelia uses that moment of Blaine's in in attention to uh to take her leave because she she intimates um in a small whisper that like she's like those aren't my they're not my children but it, it's done in such an offhand manner you're going like this is probably yep oh it's weird and then she's gone the kids are are now attached to blame, um uh and she's stuck with them the, the police show up
2: and that's and, when, and they, yeah, that's when it gets. Show their go <laughs> Yeah,
0: it, it already goes immediately weird because they just shut her down. Yeah, no, they like, they literally
1: yeah. gla- gaslight
2: her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, they do in
1: fact credits. actually gaslight her.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's real. Like that was probably the worst part of the story. I don't mean like. Oh yeah. Uh, feeling wise like you're listening to this you're just going oh
1: i can see. you can just see it happening well because you because well i uh, for me it's be just because i'm like oh yeah this has actually taken place in the history of humanity at some point so yeah that's terrible like this exact conversation has gone down in this exact like yeah like remove the like supernatural element out of it and just make them regular children and this this conversation between this woman and the police has absolutely happened at some point and it makes me gross like like experiencing that moment because it's rendered so masterfully.
0: Yeah, it it, it feels anecdotal, um in a yeah. weird horror way, because it's it, it's hitting too close to some sort of truth. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that was, like, I get the the most unsettling thing out of all this, like, demonic children and a um, a cursed void within a baby stroller that we didn't mention, which is kind of a linchpin of the whole town. Uh, Yep. And those elements are fantastical, and because of that, they're not they're not s- scary like, I'm not scared of the kids no. the weird, like entity living in the scroller uh, I'm s- more frightened of this town
1: <laughs> yes like, like, what what kind, what deal did they make that allows these things to like, cohabitate with them what were they willing to, like do to 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 get this? Yeah, what we we're mean, when they get out of it, that's right. Other. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I can only assume that the suburb, like, what? And once again, that's then your mind starts reeling, and you start wanting to fill in those gaps of 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 this town's history of like doing honestly one of the most bizarre and awful. Now it's your turn. We need to. The, the, with all of this battery's dead, we need a new battery. Like Eldred Demon. Yeah, that maybe Carnage
0: pushing itself.
1: Right? No, <laughs> no right, exactly. It, like that. Like that's like, and it's so it's so specific and it's so weird. Like when coupled against like this very real sequence where. Um, she's talking to the police like it's but it's it's weird and evocative, but it's also tinged with like that real life, like very slight separation from reality uh, police.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's to An the discussion. point where she they're like, don't make us call um, CPS. And she's like, yeah, please. like, Yeah,
2: yeah, please call take, these, <laughs> take these children are- that
0: aren't mine.
1: Oh, right, aren't mine? You know that they aren't mine, uh, because yeah. then they 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 break. Like they actually have a conversation about like, yeah, now they're they've attached themselves to her. Like, like, cool, everything's fine. And so it's like it's like they gaslit her for fun because they were just going to like talk in like she doesn't know what they're they're saying, but. She knows that nothing's going to come of like there. There will be no recourse for this, and it's it's insane.
0: Yeah, and the what I enjoy about the nature of these like three little aliens is they're just like little baby demons. Yeah, they're, they're children. Like demonic children. So they don't, um, they don't have like a nefarious purpose. They just like hang out around the weird little void demon in the carriage. Right. Like they're, they're just followers or hangers on or something. Like they're not, their purpose isn't blatant. They just are there. But they're yeah. not, they're not. Malicious? They're just, like, kids?
1: Yeah. They're, mm, they're like... They're, like, kid... They're, like, 100% kid malicious. That's...
0: Yeah, which is, like, the...
1: That's what's always...
0: That's why killer children movies are spooky, because it's like, you don't know what kids could be up to, or, you know, kids in small, are effective in small numbers, (laughs) that that kind of thing. No, that's that's, that's why, you know, um, uh, was it Cade? Kid from Pet Cemetery. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis the Menace. Little baby Dennis the Menace. <laughs> yeah, but that like it's like, I'm, let's go get
0: mommy or whatever. You know, it's yeah. like that kind of thing where it's like that the, the, it's not the corruption of innocence. It's like a thing that's supposed to be harmless is now made like subverted. It's now right. the worst. Um, yeah. So that's where the kids could, like, that's the potential of them, but that's not what happens. Like, Blaine, uh, treats them as children, and they behave as children, and she, like, gets them to play dress up. And yep. by dress up, that means they, they chimera into her body, yep. like, physically, where the bird demon child, like, Buries its head in her back to give her wings, and then the little devil-nosed one climbs into her throat and becomes a flaming tongue, and the other one just becomes tentacles. S- sit- yes, yeah, it's on her stomach. Yep. Weird, weird old blobby head. Uh, so when when the the demonic chimera is like. Described all. I, it's evocative of um, like old medieval demon manuscripts, like where you where they draw like. Oh like, yeah, like you know, like like, like, like the image of a illuminated manuscript where it's like the, mm-hmm. the, the demons are weird looking. Like <laughs> yeah, they're not scary; like, they're just kind of funny.
1: Yeah, they've got, oh, they've got a big demon face on their head, and then they've got got an even bigger demon face on the belly, and they've got a tail that's a snake, but it's got a goofy
0: face. Yeah, it's that feeling where it's not like frightening, it's just disturbing. Yes, weird. Blaine, yeah, Blaine becomes this demonic angel of vengeance that torches the town.
1: Yes, and, after also torching the, the bassinet through the bonfire that they have. Yeah, yearly. they were they
0: were trying to, like, sacrifice her on the bonfire to w- usher in the demon, I think. Or maybe keep it in the carriage. It was ambiguous. Um, and she's like, nope, not having that. I'm just going to toast the town. Uh... And she she had to like so the the thing is the carriage itself is um, she's like the battery for it kind of right uh, and it is uh, it it messes with her like emotions and senses and things just and it just kind of saps the will out of her um, she she maintains enough of herself to to. And it, you know, concoct planet plan that took like a year to do, right. and um, she has to practice. Like she, she can't be away from the stroller for very long because it, cause it causes discomfort. So she has to practice like leaving it, and then she she leaves it for a little longer each day until she can stay away long enough to like practice. Train the them to yep. turn into like the chimera. Yep. So it's. That part is like the least, um, it's very brief in the story, but I think that that was my my favorite part where it's describing, you know, in a couple sentences, her, her, it's summing up her year and her escape plan. Right. And it's like, that, okay, that's inventive and fun.
1: Right, because she decided to just, that she wasn't just she just she wasn't gonna do it. That she wasn't yeah. gonna she wasn't gonna turn into Amelia. Think, that that wasn't her place in, in this world. Uh, no, so she's yeah, gonna it,
0: she's gonna make it rain and then go live in the clouds.
1: Yeah, um, and it's it should be noted too that like the entire time that she was she was uh, doing that when she was in. Uh, uh, like attached to the carriage um like the they're still demons they don't eat people food, so they're eating scraps and people from the motel they are mur- yeah, yeah, <laughs> murdering people
0: yeah they're 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 demons so it was like yeah they they they're eating visitors to the town that won't be missed yep. and then
1: just like garbage, yeah, so it's like it's like so ingrained in in uh um it, uh, what it felt like to me, which uh is something that we covered on the show is the town from we we're still here, we are still here, yeah, where it's like yeah it's this is the thing, this is the thing that we gotta deal with, and this is the way we gotta deal with it, um sorry. <laughs>
0: Yeah that, that that's actually been something we've covered a few times where some foul thing is like just being offered passersby. Oh, um the uh 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 Willies Wonderland. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, just yeah. Just,
0: just feed the demonic and robot anima- animatronics um Passersby that won't be missed because they—they just
1: they because that's easier than down. right. Oh yeah, I was I was I took on the the persona of the town because it's easier than uh, apparently being Nick Cage.
0: Yeah, or just dealing with whatever the demonic entity. So like this, maybe it their Norman Rockwellian facade is provided, by the we don't get a uh, right. You know
1: what's it. What's it bringing to the town? Yeah. Are they just right. weird and, cultists? I, we don't know. I, and I actually, I while I, I'm interested in that stuff, I actually prefer that there's no minutia of, like, what the deal is. There's no expository dialogue on what the deal is. Oh, yeah, we don't just, need it. Like,
0: this is just weird right. town. It actually right. because, it makes it better or worse that it's, like, this Americana, but it's bad because, right. you know. That's that's hitting the nail on the head on some yeah, stuff,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially these days, uh, yeah. So I think that, that that's that's it for that one. Um, we'll revise this a little due to length of time. We'll just do one more story. So maybe we'll 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 cover three stories uh, next episode. When Cameron's back with us, uh, and then just do three this time. I think that that will that will be fitting. Uh, that being the case, we have a choice between Rust Belt, we Scott,
1: or the Anatomical Christ. Uh, so I think we should go out with a bang uh, because um, Anatomical Christ uh, was a read. Uh, so that would be my vote because. Man, that one's a trip.
0: That is a trip. That, um, I think of the ones... Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite out of the whole collection. It's just so strange.
1: It is. It's, it's, yeah, it's... It was like the, um, it almost, it, it was like almost horror camp, uh, uh, because it goes so strange so hard. Like it's still like visceral and disturbing, but there's the the, the I could I could soften the edges <laughs> in my mind and like see it like yeah, this is almost like parody of itself, but in it, it, like it, I I I really like this one.
0: <laughs> so earlier I said that. Um I I thought that a lot of these stories wouldn't translate as well to film. This is one of you that I would, like, I would watch this because it's like a weird seventies grindhouse story. Yeah, like you can't you can't get more bonkers than what this what this
1: is putting on the plate i <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, the i the reality that this story presents is skewed in just the right places where it become it heightens everything about it because, like, none of this would work. Like, removing the, the, the entire supernatural aspect of it, like, well, I guess you can
2: Yeah. It's just, it's...
1: We, we just
2: need to talk about it. So, this
0: is... It's dealing with, like, a bunch of themes all jammed together in a way that, like, works perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. our, our protagonist in this is Aurora and Aurora um, she habitually has gone to a specific church um, for help before uh, usually like a, a physical nature and so she she goes again. She's been She's, she's suffering a, um, a gunshot wound to her, uh, abdomen. Yes. Um, and she goes there f- trying to get some help, um, but also because, like, the wound feels like it's immortal, like it's bad. So she mm-hmm. feel like she's going to last much longer so she's she's going to this church where she she knows um people and she's she's trying to get like a faith healing um from the 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 giant guess a giants just human sized uh uh christ. In the church. Yes. And then things get a little weird, would be
1: <laughs> the understatement mm. of the year. It is. It is. Yeah, that is uh, a, a lie, a lie day. <laughs> Not an understatement, but, but a little weird is a lie. It gets very weird. Very weird. Uh,
0: the, the the Christ uh, statue. It's like a waxen. This one's different because it's a waxen image. It's yes. more smushy than uh,
1: like a plaster. And, and and like a, a, an an actual medieval relic. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: it um, it is alive and it talks to her and says that. Uh, it can heal um, her her wounds or he he can heal her wounds uh in in exchange like there there needs to be a quid pro quo uh and she will be she, her, her pain will be taken away. Yes. well, the exchange in this case happens to be one of of sacrifice of putting herself up in place of Christ's sacrifice. So she, yeah. she literally will change places with this Christ uh, to become the, the, the new Christ of this church. This new savior figure uh, in a in the strangest way possible? I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean I you could maybe make it stranger, but this is pretty 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 damn strange. Um the 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 Christ is the, the story the anatomical Christ. Uh so it has uh compartments. Like a belly compartment and you can it opens up and all the organs and everything are like plasticized oh, Yeah. And inside so they can be removed. Uh, and she uh, is offered like the organs that she she, 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 she Christ says you know take of me what you what you will what you need um uh for your salvation for your healing and she finds that uh, Christ. Is a male figure and doesn't have the the the, the specific anatomy components um, that she would need to heal herself because she's been, been shot in um, the uterus. Yes, Christ does not have a uterus, so he can't, can't offer that particular piece to to fix her. With a like a caveat, like he can, but it's not. His, it's like a, a stand-in uterus. It's weird. Uh, it is. So she, she drinks his blood and through that uh, generates an exterior uterus that's just like strapped onto her stomach. Um Yeah. But the the deal is an exchange of sacrifice, so she has to offer herself up on the cross in Christ's place, um, and Christ will go do whatever. Like he just right, he's, he's tired of, no. of of being the sacrifice,
2: right? And he's gone. He's gone crazy. Two thousand years.
1: Yeah, uh, to be expected. Uh, yes, the, the, uh, of, the continually,
0: of continually of having to offer up of himself and like regenerate the thing that's being taken, um, but it it's never filled. But, right, so. He's, he's just he's done with it uh Aurora becomes the new Christ for this church uh this, this masonic figure that um
2: instead
0: of offering healing like healing the sick uh right. she's offering um vengeance yes and and uh, like literal weapons so her body her, her her outer uterus and body is filled with
2: um and weapons. yeah it's guns guns it's, it's been her uh,
0: her uterus is literally weaponized so it's not um it's taking everything literally uh but, but, uh, used in a way to, uh, to literally take back body autonomy for women. Yes. Like, it's, it's, it's not being allegorical. It's like, we're literally going to do that. And, uh, right. it's, it's fantastic. Like, it's great and horrifying uh, in, in the way that it's portraying, uh, not only the sacrifice but her situation because because of that she's just like strapped to this cross and just only giving, 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 giving. And Right. And the only and, thing that she takes yeah, back are their prayers. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't fill the
2: whole of the what they're taking from her. Right. So she quits. She just Quits being
1: a yeah. Christ. And yeah, that's she, that that's she's, that's very much a grindhousey moment from the story. I, I I think that's the perfect analogy that you used. That whole sequence.
0: I just find that it's interesting that um I think it's because she's still new at this, like she's hasn't lost her mind. So they've right. been a little while. So she could just up and quit? Whereas yeah. that wasn't something that was uh,
1: on the plate for, for Christ? Right. Yeah. Not just the, the option to ones. not... <laughs> right. The, 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 the option to not do this? Yeah, that was... That, yeah. That, that's not...
0: Yeah. No. He, he, he had to have someone take his place. Right. In theory. So the story, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally just like digging at religion and into it and pulling out of it and weaponizing it, which is things that have all been done. That's, that's the entire bloody history of it. Uh, Right but looking at it in, like, an unflinching manner and and, and taking up uh, a, a different cause. Mm. It's like a... The, 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 the cause of something that's been used up uh, and given nothing in return. Right. Like, and, and empty things in return. Uh, so, Aurora goes and finds Christ uh, in, like, a orgiastic nightclub because Christ just still is trying to fill the void. Right. And trying to fill it literally with whatever. Um, And they end up having, like... They come to another, a second agreement to where they're both not... So if you have... Not all Grindhouse films are this, but by and large, they're exploitation films. They're dealing with... uh, someone being exploited. And right. general, like a lot of times, that's women. Yeah. Uh, this is the other side of the coin to where the, the exploitees uh, are taking a stand and they're not going to put up with it.
2: Mm. And
0: they they realize that the 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 world at large that wants to take and take and take from them and uh, use them up uh, needs to. They're not going to put up with
2: it, right? Uh,
0: and for for Christ, that's everyone, and then for um, Aurora, that's her, her immediate like congregations, and she's become the the mother of this particular church group. Of, right.
1: uh, the deity
0: center just, of this, uh, this yeah, chapter of, of these women that are going around and just like bombing places and shooting and officials. Be there. They're, like, on yeah, they're they're in they're enacting their own righteous vengeance right. uh they, they're crusades. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 crusading for whatever you know, the cause that they they believe in uh but only able to do that through her body. Right. They're using her for as that vehicle. And she's still not having any more of it. Um so she combines to form Mecca Christ, I guess yeah, yeah, well,
1: like an apocalypse beast,
0: like yeah, yeah. it's 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 the um, it's the other side, it's the the reverse of the, uh, the 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 demon chimera, yes, uh, who's who's not putting up with it anymore, and it's gonna you know obliterate the town. This is the other side of it. Um. Yeah, there, there's more going on. I think with behind this particular story, right? Um, specifically with Aurora and and uh, what she's going through. Uh, the the why um, she had a gunshot wound in her uterus, like all, all of those, like the dealing with that aspect of womanhood and um, the weaponization of uh, birth mm. and not not willing to put up with that um, so that that's that's where the story is like at its strongest because it's it's using those emotions and that very um, contemporary issue like it, it's something that's been going on for ever um, but particularly the last few years it's
2: it's in more of the forefront um, of, of, of uh, public consciousness um,
0: and this has taken like an unflinching look at it And at the same time, no, like, I a, a, a large punch at um, organized religion. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, it's uh, great.
2: Yeah, I I really liked this one.
1: Yeah, I did too. I, uh, it, I, I, you know, if we had to, we had to, you know. Cut things short for this. Well, not short, but shorter than it would have been. Uh, this is like a fantastic. I think this is a fantastic one to to end end on. Um, it reminds me. It uh, th- there was um, there was something about it that reminded me of like early Clive Barker.
2: Dude. Yeah,
0: I can see that. It's kind of, yeah, kind of like a books of blood feel.
2: Yeah. Just
1: you because know, this... it's so explicit with the mm. like, condemnation of, of that particular religion that it's like, ooh, wow, yeah, that's what I, I'm getting some, some of that Barker energy <laughs> off of this. It's a little hot.
0: Yeah, and there's some other stories later on in the um, the collection that have, I'd say they have more of that feel, um, but they kind of, they're sitting in the same sort of water, uh, but they're shorter, which is more
2: impactful.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the... uh, How to Flay an Angel.
1: Oh, yes. The seventh story, I believe. Yeah, How
0: to to Flay Angels is the the story after this one. Um, Plays a little bit... It's not as strong as this one. I think on its its own merit. Um, But... That one is, mm, I can't say that it reminds me of any in particular, other than maybe Cigarette Burns, but I'd have to, well, that may be one of the ones we discuss, and there's, there's a bit more going on that with that one. Um, I am ex- I'm, I, I do want to talk about um, Piedman's Lament next time and then we'll see we'll see what Cameron um decides on. But uh yeah, those that's all of the stories are really good and I, if we had time I would look at each of them um maybe a little bit more in depth, but uh I, I think without just, I can't really spoil them. Uh they're 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 short. Um but we can't. The hard, the hard thing is, and we we've had this happen before with some of the other stuff that we've we've covered. Uh, the the writing just shines so much that uh, we only do like an injustice to like how how well that these are conveyed. Like the writing right. is just so sharp. Uh, yeah. If you like the premise of these, like please just read, like pick up the collection and and have at it because these are these are worth a first, second, and
1: third um, read. Yeah, absolutely. Can't say more good things about what I've read so far. Yeah,
0: we're just talking sugar at this point. Um, we'll, we'll wrap it up and we'll be back next week, with, uh, more Elden Ring. Oh,
2: yeah, that's right. Uh,
0: yep, uh, we will be heading to, uh, Raya Lucaria next time, and then, after that, probably wrapping up, um, Convulsive, and then there's, uh, there's the Season 2 of, uh, Pacific Room into the Black, so, um, uh, Back to to Camp Bogan and all the, the fun that that'll entail. I'm actually, I I it's been a while, so I kind of remember where that left off. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do with another season because there's a lot of threads that
1: they didn't tie up at all last time. So. Nope, and then they introduced the real big one at the end of the of the yeah. season finale. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll be taking a look at that, see if we can wrangle some, some guests back on to uh, the podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, we can't say enough good things about um, Joe's book here. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to this. We'll do a little bit of admin, and then we will see you folks next time. Uh, Leonard, where can people
1: find you on the internet? Yes, they can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is dead. Uh, that is my on and off YouTube, uh, account, on and off personal blog. Uh, you can actually find, find my, my, uh, film work, uh, account on, uh, on Twitter at, uh, Umbra Nox Productions. Uh, and you can also find my uh, video game reviews on YouTube uh by searching Dr. Faust is Dead, and my uh uh live action camera work stuff uh, on my uh Umbernax productions on YouTube as well. Dave, where can people find you on the interwebs?
0: Folks can find me on Twitter at CynthiaNut underscore plus. You can find our, our parent co-host, Cameron. Uh, on Twitter as well at night underscore Twitten and that's night without a K. And you can find the podcast and all the back episodes uh on monsterdeer.monster. Uh yeah, this this was a, a fun one. I I am looking forward again, like, like I said uh to a couple more of these stories and um yeah hopefully we'll be able to dig into them a little bit more. Uh we'll we'll, uh, see how that goes but there'll be another person to uh, bounce some of the the ideas off of (laughs) because these are these are denser um, than one person could uh, really just in this format uh, get into but yeah Uh, we will catch folks next time uh, for more Elden
2: Ring so from us uh, that's uh, bye bye folks goodbye